an introduction of making every MFL lesson count. Six principles to support modern foreign languages teaching by James A. Maxwell. In 2014, the Sutton Trust produced a report which reviewed over 200 pieces of research and consequently argued that many things which are considered popular teaching practices are, in fact, ineffective. These include encouraging students to discover ideas for themselves, attempting to improve motivation before teaching content, teaching to what many now consider to be mythical learning style, and the idea that active learning helps you to remember. Conversely, the report also highlighted two factors which are considered to link most acutely to the strongest students' outcomes. Content knowledge. Teachers with strong knowledge and understanding of the subjects make a greater impact on students' learning. Quality of instruction. This includes an effective questioning and use of assessment by teachers also shown to be important are practices including reviewing previous learning, providing model responses for students, scaffolding, new knowledge, and giving students adequate time to practice and embed knowledge securely. So, expert teaching requires challenge. Challenge so that students have high expectation for what they can achieve. Explanation. Explanation so that students acquire new knowledge and skills. Modeling. Modeling so that students know how to apply the knowledge and skills. And then students engage in deliberate practice. So, questioning. Questioning so that students are made to think hard with breadth, depth, and Accuracy. And the last one is feedback, so that students think about and further develop their knowledge and skills. Alison and Tharbai makes it clear that their approach in what they call tight but loose, we are free to implement connect the six principles as we fit. This is particularly pertinent in case of modern foreign languages, which are unique due to the fact that much of the content is delivered in a different language. This is, has evident implications for the aforementioned filter we deploy when considering, for example, what effective questioning and high-quality explanation looks like in our subject. So, the underpinning principle is challenge. Students rise or fall according to the level expectation we set for them. As we will see in Chapter 1, challenge is multi-layered and permits everything from MFL curriculum design, the culture and ethos we establish in the classroom, and the strategies we employ to ensure that our students meet aspirational learning goals. While at times may feel like an easier route to lower expectation in order to get some potential quick wins, especially with more reticent and disengaged learners, we should not shy away from embracing struggle in a classroom as we cumulatively expose students to the intricacies of linguistic structure and develop 
develop their ability to use language explicitly and confidently in ever more advanced contexts. The success that our students hopefully experience following struggling, struggling will, in return, feed back into motivation and confidence in their linguistic development. That success may be something as simple as accurate response in retrieval practice quizzes, a word of praise from the teachers following a target language sentence which has been well structured and pronounced, or affirmation of development and written skills. Both in terms of fluency and accuracy. As MFL teachers, we present language on a daily basis, whether in terms of individual items, vocabulary, grammatical structures, or linguistic form. This initial input on the part of a teacher not only helps to consolidate challenge and expectation, but also sets the scene for follow-up linguistic input in the form of the listening and reading activities, and establishes the bar of expectation for students' output. Chapter two on explanation will look at strategies that we can employ in order to do this most effectively, with a particular focus on our initial presentation of a language structure and form in a classroom. In the classroom arena, decluttered from the trappings and distractions of search engines, websites, and internet translation tools, the teachers. As experts have the scope to lead the co-construction and deconstruction of a model of excellence with students in the target language, this is why modeling is so important as a concept in MFL classroom. We'll explore this further in Chapter Three and identify some tips and techniques for maximizing its potential. Next up is practice. Practice matters a great deal in our classrooms. While we may be able to explain and model very effectively, we risk impeding a student's learning if it is not backed up by robust practice. As Daisy Christodoulou outlines in her books, "Making Good Progress," practice is absolutely vital for skill development. If we want our students to become highly skilled linguists. We must afford them as many opportunities as possible to practice and master linguistic concepts for the sake of both fluency and accuracy. The benefits of giving students good and timely feedback has a substantial weight of research evidence behind it. Providing feedback is one of the most effective and cost-effective ways in improving students' learning. Finally, in Chapter Six, we'll explore approaches to questioning, which straddle all the other principles. <coughs> questioning can give us, as MFL teachers, powerful insight in where our students are in their learning and how we need to respond in our teaching approaches. It also considers methods we can deploy to enhance greater target language use by students in the classroom.